feel like a hamster on a hamster wheel, not getting anywhere new? Perhaps you've hit a plateau that has you asking, is this it? Have you accomplished all you've set out to do in life and are not feeling as fulfilled as you thought you would? It is normal at midlife to reassess what's working for you and what's not. It's also normal to want to reclaim your time, your energy, and your joy. Let's make the best out of the second half of our lives by having more fun, experiencing more peace, and feeling more joy. If any of this resonates with you, then this podcast is for you. I'm Megan Bayless-Bartley. Now let's get ready to shift our shit. Hello and welcome back to part two of episode four of our season three on boundaries. We are looking at what what happens when I have compassion fatigue? Uh, what do I do with that now? And help me. What do I do if I have compassion fatigue? So I like us to think about um, our self-care because, you know, that's a really popular word these days. And lots of people we here at the Mindfulness Center will say, you know, we're going to help you put some tools in your toolbox. But I like us to think about rest in kind of a more complex way, that it's not just about if you've got burnout or compassion fatigue, stop working. Just go sit on a beach somewhere and that's going to make you feel better. It's actually not. I think it's much more complex. I um, have kind of looked up some research on just the types of rest that we all need to kind of help us feel more at peace in our own body, to feel like we're taking care of ourselves well. And those are pretty involved in each one. So like the first one is like physical rest. Obviously the first thing you think of is like, oh, I'm going to go take a nap. That's physical rest. But there's lots of ways to rest our body that aren't just laying in our bed, even though I do find that that's a good time. Um, There's, you know, just doing a little bit of yoga, some light stretching, anything that has to do with kind of letting our body and our muscles kind of have the, the rest we need. But physical is just one. So we can have mental rest where we've taxed ourselves out, whether you're working on your taxes or you're working on, I, I'm getting ready to fill out the FAFSA. Let me tell you, life is grand and it's so much fun to find all that documentation about the money that, you know, future colleges want to take from my family. Um, <laughs> We also have sensory rest where I spent time last night with a bunch of youth living their best life, celebrating kind of the Christmas holiday, eating lots of candy canes and soda. And it was a wild time. But when I came home, I was like, Ooh, I need to be by myself. That was, that was a lot. So sensory is one of them. Being creative. I think if I don't spend time creating something every once in a while, um, whether that's cooking in the kitchen or that's crafting or that's just finding a way to be creative in my profession, um, being creative is a huge part. I I will sit in with you know, you know young girls will color for a session, and I'll when the session's over, I'm like, gosh, that felt good. Like I don't realize that. I, you know, this adult coloring book thing is really a thing to help us sit still and choose a color and not think about anything else. Um, the fifth one is emotional. So whether that's getting on the phone and talking to a good friend that you trust and that you know you can share all of your feelings with and not be judged and not withhold anything to be like, oh, this might offend them or anything, because there's so many 
difficult places in our world where we have to be emotionally careful about what we say, how we say things. Um, the sixth one is social. So again, that kind of harkens back to the emotional one where, you know, getting out, not isolating ourselves and um, spending a little time hearing, you know, the Salvation Army bell ringer and, and kind of hearing some Christmas music and seeing all the lights or whatever that may look like for you, having a good cup of coffee with a friend. Um, that's always kind of helpful for renewing my spirit. And the last one is spiritual. So kind of connecting with either a higher power, kind of understanding faith um, or your journey of hope and kind of expecting good to come from the world. Um, any way that you kind of connect with that there's something larger than yourself, um, I think can be very renewing for us. And and it takes a lot to be, you know, aware and and intentional about getting all seven of those categories in when we're already busy. We talked about, you know, last episode about baking cookies and doing all the different things that buying presents and wrapping things and getting gift cards for the teachers and all the different things that kind of happen during this season. Um, whether that's secret Santa gifts or that's just having the right outfit, ugly sweater to wear to the next event. So, um, you know, it's, there's something kind of happening every day. My oldest came to me this morning before I'd even gotten out of bed. I need $10 for a gift that I was supposed to buy. And I'm like, that is awesome. I love my generosity. That's <laughs> so great. So there's a lot of stuff kind of happening. And I think it takes being really intentional of, of addressing each one, um, even whether it's throughout the week, throughout the month, kind of um, being aware of those. Yes. Which goes back to what we've been talking about with these other episodes of self-awareness is knowing what are the things that I need to best take care of myself, which is not being selfish. We've been saying this whole season, this is not about being selfish. This is about knowing, you know, like your car needs gas to go. Your car needs an oil change every once in a while for maintenance. You're probably going to need new tires. Like you, we, we know all these things about the car. We are aware about what the car is needing. In a similar way, we need to know what's going to keep us running efficiently and will help last for as long as possible, right? So anytime, you know, most times when we assign the selfishness to these things, it's because someone else told us that we were being selfish, right? And usually that happens when that person you're not giving that person as much attention as they want. But that doesn't mean we have to give them that amount of attention that they want. We need to kind of what Britt was saying about the mutual uh, energy is we need to understand, you know, how much how much attention can I give that person? And clearly they need more attention, but I can't give that to them. They're going to have to figure out where to get that attention somewhere else. Yeah, I think this is really related to compassion, uh, self-compassion, that yes. deeper sense of I am worth taking care of myself and self-care. As as helping professionals, we often put that on the back burner so that we can keep helping other people. And that sense of, especially Elizabeth, that holistic sense of, of self-care is is truly a, a deep act of self-compassion for ourselves that but in order for that to happen we have to believe that we're worth 
taking the time to do that. Absolutely. And, and, and an inherent worth, right? Like that just because we're alive and we're here today, we are worthy of that self-compassion, not because we did something or achieved something or got to some place or whatever, but that that's just, we inherently are worthy of, you know, knowing ourselves and being compassionate towards ourselves. Most of us, you know, we treat other people way better than we treat ourselves, right? Or we, and so we need to be our own best friend, right? Like, so that we, however we think like, oh, I'm such a good friend. I would do all these things for other people. Those are all the things that we need to think about doing for ourselves too. Yeah, and, I think and all of this get is... lost. Sorry, Britt. I, I think it's easy for us to get lost in this process. I know having more than two people, it's a little bit harder today. Yeah. Um, I think we find so many times where there's someone has their hand out needing our help. There's, there's the, uh, you know, here's the reality of my life. And I have to kind of say, oh, I need to stop and realize what are all the things that are going to happen in my life over the next week? What are the things that are happening? And I just really struggle with that selfish thing. I, I really have a hard time when people are like, oh no, that's selfless, giving all of my energy to others, that, that service to everybody else is where it's at. And I'm like, yes, that can be a source of, you know, excitement for yourself, feeling needed. Those are all things that are helpful, but I think taking really good care of ourselves allows and models for other people that this is appropriate. This is something you, I hate to say should, but at the same time, it's like, this is part of being able to do for others. It's, it needs to be the front line rather than the back burner. Yeah. Yeah. I, when I, in my practice of therapy, I work a lot with clients right at the beginning around values. I, I think I think identifying what our values are, we all kind of have these abstract ideas of all these big things are my values, but we rarely name what are my actual, what are my values? What is most important to me when I am engaging with the world and other people? And I have found that to be a really helpful frame for myself and for others around how do I begin to think about what my boundaries are? If these are the things that are important to me, how do I make it so that I am putting more energy towards those things and less energy towards things that are less important to me? And so, yeah, I use a lot of a lot of values work. And then we can ask ourselves, is this boundary or is this decision in alignment with my values? Is this decision stretching the boundary? Is it way over the boundary? Uh, because I don't think it's an, it's not an either or. It's not an in or out kind of thing. There are lots of things that can stretch, uh, especially when we're talking about compassion fatigue and being in helping professions. There are parts of our jobs that may stretch our boundaries just by the nature. And so how do we, in other parts of our lives, uh, as Elizabeth was saying, bring that self-compassion, that self-care back in to balance out? Again, I'm always coming back to the energy exchange. Yeah, well, and there the idea of there being a mutual exchange of energy, it doesn't mean that it has to be the same type of energy, like therapists and therapy get paid 
to do the work that they do. So the they get paid money and then they give, you know, their energy to the client. And so the, the exchange is not going to look the same, but that's where if therapists were, you know, undervaluing themselves and they, you know, they would feel a resentment like Britt was talking about in part one, that this was too much energy and I wasn't getting paid, you know, the amount of money for that. Or, you know, just like a nurse on a NICU unit, we you know, has to work a 12 hour shift and she's exhausted. Her salary, you know, needs to be, you know, compensatory to the amount of work she's doing. And also, you know, there's something about how we think about our work or how we do go about our work, because we also have to, you know, check the amount of what's our expectation of how much energy do I give to this too. Clearly a nurse on a NICU unit, we want them to, you know, be present and aware and all those things. And that could be exhausting, right? So I find that, you know, a lot of times I will not be intentional. And I think the intention is huge for me of saying, what are my values? My values absolutely are my family, my faith identification or spiritual life. Those are the things that I would say, those are the front, you know, the front burner things for my life. However, more often than not, those are the things that end up with my ending energy, not my beginning energy. Um, going to work, other people that are outside my house, they get the the fresh Elizabeth with energy and enthusiasm and ready to serve and, and do all the things. And by the time I'm done working, I'm done, you know, spending my day talking, um, I kind of come home and I'm like, oh, dinner. Right. Let's do it. Um, there's there's less energy on homework and all the other things that have to happen once I, you know, put on the hat of the second job. And so it's important for us to say, okay, really, where are the places that I'm in control of how that works? Can I make sure that my Saturday and my Sunday are really geared towards those primary values? Because I can make choices about how I spend those days and how that feels rather than I'm at the, you know, the end of a leash and I'm just kind of being yanked over around to the next activity or the next thing that has to happen. So I think kind of naming those values, Britt, is really good about, oh yeah, that's, this is my value, being, being really good to the people who I love and being really good in my life and doing the things that I value, but at the same time also, there's only so much energy. And the older I get, the more present and more I realize there's only so much energy I do have to choose, even if things do seem like that's a really great idea. I really like that event or that kind of thing, but I have to kind of be more careful. Yeah, I'm I'm finding more and more, I think since COVID really, I, I knew I was an introvert. I'm a very strong introvert. I like people and I like to be away from people. And <laughs> And, and so I'm realizing I need more downtime, alone time, just often in total silence than I've ever been, I've ever felt like I could give myself and, and realizing, reflecting back that that not feeling like I could give myself that is what, what created compassion fatigue and burnout for me. And, and so I see, I think I'm coming to see at least this process, but 
of boundary setting feels like truth telling to me at this moment in my life that my yes means yes and my no means no and I feel that deeply in my body often and I, and I think that's an important part of this is listening pausing for just a second to listen to am I saying yes and my body is saying oh I really don't want to do that am I saying no and just because I'm maybe physically tired but this is something that would give me energy and and so that act of of boundary setting as as speaking my truth about how I can engage with other people, with myself, with the world. Um, yeah. So Britt, can you kind of tie it into kind of your previous life of being a minister? Because I know there's a lot of theological principles that really kind of push. I also did my MDiv and mm -hmm. we kind of have that, that history together. Um, but I find that the religious message is, is serve, serve, serve. Like it does not, I mean, love, you know, love God, love others, those kinds of messages. Um, we forget the, the love ourselves in that, in that process. Yeah. I think the whole idea of how, how we talk about sacrifice and, and sacrificing our own time and our own energy and, in service of others. While that may have noble intentions, we we lose ourselves in that and we become ineffective. And so, yeah, I mean, I think even as you said, Elizabeth, that um, the love your neighbor as you love yourself, you can't love your neighbor better than you love yourself in that. And so if there is no, no self-compassion, no love of self or minimal love of self, that's how you're going to love the people around you and, and share compassion with them. And, and I think that's very related to, to those of us in helping professions and compassion fatigue, whatever language you couch that in, we can only be helpful and serve others as much as we can give that to ourselves. Amen. So we need a wrap up for today, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us. I want to tell all our listeners, Britt has an amazing worksheet, a values worksheet that I imagine she'd be willing to share with us. If you send us an email at shiftingourshit at gmail.com, I'll make sure Britt gets that and she can send you uh, one of her values worksheets that she has created herself. She's used different templates, but she really has her own way of doing this. And everybody I know who's done her values worksheets come away just like blown away with what they learn about themselves, which is a way to become more self-aware. So if you're interested in that, send us an email, shiftingourshit at gmail.com. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. And hopefully we'll see you again on another podcast. Thanks for Thanks, having Megan. me.